LinkedIn, yeah, that is where it's at. People talk about social media marketing. It turns out really it's LinkedIn marketing. With over 500 million users and over 40% of those people logging in every single day, it is the place for B2B social media marketing. Back when we recorded this episode in December of 2018, I wasn't that active on LinkedIn. But now I've been active on LinkedIn for quite some time. And it's amazing, amazing the type of results that you get and the type of notice that you get and, and the, the way that it really has an effect on everything that you do. This is the Way to Greatness podcast, where we explore the journey from failure and mediocrity to success and greatness. And now your host, Ari Gunsberg. Welcome back to the Way to Greatness podcast. Today we have our guest, Joe Apfelbaum, and I think I may have pronounced that correctly. Joe, you have to give me a little bit of a hand over here because every time I see your name, I wonder, how do you pronounce that? Uh, yeah, it's Ap- Apfelbaum, A-P-F-E-L-B-A-U-M. So it's three syllables. Cool. So I mean, meaning the F is not silent, basically. Apfelbaum. It's not silent. Some people say Applebaum, whatever. I'm not going to make somebody crazy, but it's fine. So many people botch the name up. It's totally cool. Where does that name come from, if I may ask? Uh, Poland, Germany. That area. Right on. Cool. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name is Joe Applebaum. The name of our company is Ajax Union. We are a B2B digital marketing agency. I grew up in Brooklyn. I live in Crown Heights with my wife and five kids. And I love to motivate entrepreneurs. I love helping entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. That's, you know, I've been on a journey. I lost 95 pounds in the past six years. I was fortunate enough to build one of the fastest growing companies in the U.S., but I was very unaware while I was doing it. I was just very focused on my goal of building a multi-million dollar business. And then when I hit it, I realized that I put my health and my relationships and everything else on the side. So now I'm kind of like slowly repairing every other area of my life while still other than maintaining business. a beautiful business. Yeah. Right on. Okay. So you mentioned motivation. I have a question about that much later, but let's just talk about that right now. How'd you come up with this whole hashtag, this whole concept of motivation? Well, the idea is people said they want more of Joe. They want more of Joe. Who's, share more who's of people? Joe. Share. Like social my, media like people, people on Facebook, social media, people that know me, my friends, my family. They're like, we want more and more and more and more and more and more because the more I learn, the more I teach. The, this is this is talking about people that are seeing your Ajax Union social media profiles? No, just my personal profiles. I basically, I mix business and personal. So like for me, there isn't like Ajax Union, Joe Applebaum. There's, it's all Ajax Union and Joe Applebaum. It's kind of like, okay. you know, I share everything everywhere. Um, we have Ajax Union company pages and all that, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about kind of like the people that see me updating, like you know, I have 15,000, 16,000 people following me on LinkedIn. I have a couple thousand people on Facebook, a couple people, thousand people on Instagram, a couple thousand people on, on Twitter and so on. So people see me all the time and the people that see me, they say, we want more Joe. I was like, it sounds like you want Mojo. And so it kind of was like this <laughs> funny thing that turned into like, all right, you want motivation, you want to get motivated, you want more Joe. And it's just like Mojo. And I like the word mojo. I think mojo is great. I think kind of like mojo is kind of like your spirit. It's like your thing. Yep. It's like your life energy. So um, it's kind of stuck. People called me that. People were like, hey, mojo, mojo, mojo. So then I just started using it and it stuck. Oh, very cool. 
And when they said that they wanted more Joe, they were talking like more personal stuff or they just wanted you to be producing more content? More content, more information, more teaching, more inspiration, that type of stuff. Because I have a very specific way that I like to teach people and it's with a tremendous amount of intensity and energy and love and like creativity. So, and levity, it's one of my, levity is one of my core values. Creativity is one of my core values, curiosity. So you, you take that and you mix it in and it's just very entertaining with a lot of really good content. So people like that. Okay. Very cool. This is the Way to Greatness podcast. Help support the show. Books and products that were mentioned on the show today are available on our show notes or on our website. That's waytogreatness.com. All spelled out, no numbers. Where you can buy any of the books or products that were mentioned on the show today. And a small portion of the sale does go to help support this podcast. We'd love your support. Thank you. How do you define success, you personally? I define success by being able to do what you want with whom you want for as long as you want, anywhere you want. So for me, it's about being in control of your emotions and being in control of your life. Freedom. That's how I define success. Yeah, freedom, financial freedom, mental freedom, emotional freedom, being able to have the power, vitality, being able to, to really live, really, really live. That's I, I love I love that you took my word freedom and you defined it both in terms of many different things, financial freedom and emotional freedom and mental freedom, because it's true. I mean, even the people who attain financial freedom are oftentimes emotionally shackled or mentally shackled. And they just can't get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And often if you know what you want, you end up getting it. Most people don't even know what they want. They're like, oh, what do I even want? That's why the first principle to riches and the in the the book that Napoleon Hill wrote called, called Think and Grow Rich, he says the number one thing is to know your burning desire, know your dream, know what you want. Everybody talks about knowing what you want. Most people think they know what they want, but when they get that thing, they're still not fulfilled. So right. The question is, there's a very big difference between actually getting fulfilled and actually getting to a goal, having success. So success is defining a goal and getting to it, but real success is not just getting to your goals, but also feeling fulfilled constantly. Very well said. What steps have you taken to getting to where you believe success is, this this freedom of everything? So for me, it's a lot about awareness. Step number one is awareness. Step number two is having the right plan, the right strategy. And step number three is having accountability, the discipline, the the persistence, the ability to just keep going. So when you think about, think about the actions that I've been taking in my life, it has to do with my beliefs, right? If I believe that food was was what gives me energy and I eat a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of food and I get really, really fat, but I have very little energy, but I still believe that food's going to give me energy. Then every time I feel like low energy, I go run for the food. But if instead my belief that I need to drink enough water, I need to exercise and I need to get myself in a mental, emotional state in order for me to have the right energy, because we're all, at the end of the day, we're seeking energy. When you like somebody else or dislike somebody else, you're not liking them. You're liking or disliking their energy, their way, their vibes, their waves. I mean, we're energy beings. Everything is energy. Ultimately, for me, it was me seeking out to have better energy. And then I had to come up with my own three-step process of what I did for myself. And now I coach other entrepreneurs through the Breakthrough Maze podcast. And just in general, I I take them through my three-step process of awareness, strategy, and accountability. And I believe that that's how anybody can get to success. I mean, if you don't have that awareness, then you don't even know what you don't know you don't even know, right? It just doesn't matter. Life doesn't exist if you don't have awareness. If you don't have the plan, you know, energy without strategy is a waste of time. The right strategy can save you a decade. And then finally... Um, and with no accountability, no discipline, no persistence, no commitment, no decision making, it's just not going to work. So you really have to have the determination. You have to have the excitement, the passion, because way you're not alive, but you also have to have the determination that no matter what, you're going to get back up. So that's, for me, it's, it's a sense of confidence, a sense of clearness. 
a sense of flexibility to know that I can change, I can improv, I can rap, I can be like, yo, 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 my name is Joe, I don't know what I'm gonna say. You know, you never know, you just go for it. And sometimes it comes out good, sometimes it doesn't, but if you prepare, and every single day I prepare for my day with determination, I know that I'm gonna have a great day. Like this morning I woke up at 4 a.m. and I did my rituals and I feel just freaking on fire. It's 10.24 a.m. I sold out all my stocks this morning because I decided that I want to be able to break even this year and I don't want to take a loss. And I basically just sold everything I had because I'm like, I'm happy. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to lose. And everyone's losing tons and tons of money now. A guy just came to me crying the other day and he's like, dude, I can't take my life anymore. I can't take, I'm like, why? I'm like, the market's crashing. I'm like, it's time to buy. Most people are selling their stocks, but I made enough money where I'm happy and I could just sell everything right now, wait till it bottoms out and then I could buy again. Oh, wow. Because I had the determination, because I have the confidence, because I have a strategy, because I have a plan, because I have that accountability. Does that make right. sense? Right. So absolutely, you're you're taking your tools of the trader are, are less the specifics and more the generalities that you can then apply based on your plan. A hundred percent. Most people are winging it. They're winging their life. And if you're winging your life, you're going to get chance results depending on circumstance. I don't want to right. wait for circumstance. I want to set my life in order. Emotions are great, but only if you use them for something. Well, everything's great only if you use it for something. Right. I was going to ask you about your number one passion, but it sounds like we've been discussing that for a few minutes already. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I love helping entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. That's what I love doing. I love helping entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. That's my number one passion. What, what are some other passions that I have? I love making a difference for other people, just in general, just supporting other people, giving them guidance, giving back to the community. So I love all, learning new things. That, all that, those activities you do those, I, I saw your podcast Breakthrough Maze, you know, all that stuff you do it pro bono? Yeah, so I do 15 minute um, coaching sessions for free for anyone that wants it. And then I have, I have coaching that I do with entrepreneurs that are really hungry, that wanna break the million dollar mark where I do more intense strategies and coaching for that that's not pro bono, but initially it's all pro bono. I guess when you're investing more than 15 minutes into somebody, you, you kind of have to get Yeah, so if I'm gonna go deep with somebody and spend three months with them and really get them the results of going from 25K to 25K in their business and profit to 250K within a very short period of time, then probably we're gonna have to spend a lot of time together and they're gonna make an investment so that they have leverage. I would do it for free anyway, but I want them to have leverage. And if somebody doesn't have leverage, then it doesn't work. What do you mean by leverage? Leverage means they have to be able making an investment in what we're doing. Otherwise, it's not. They're not invested. Someone, they're not invested. If you're not invested, then you're not interested. What kind of success rates have you seen with that entrepreneurial coaching? Literally, I just had a, I just had a conversation with someone yesterday. I was like, let's log into your QuickBooks and see what happened. He made 100K last year. It's 2017. 2018, so far, he made 183,000. Almost double the what he made the Almost year before. Almost double, yeah. The other guy that I worked with, he looked at his numbers. He made 25K in profit the year before, and last year he did 250,000 in profit. Wow, that's awesome results. And it all has to do with your beliefs, right? It all has to do with your beliefs. Your beliefs are what drive whether you're gonna take action, and action creates results. Right, I, I wanna jump into physical stuff for a minute. I saw, first of all, I saw a picture on your website of you and your team at a rock climbing gym. Do you go rock climbing often or was that just a one-off? Uh, we don't go often. We don't go rock climbing often, but we do activities. Every quarter we do an oh, activity together. So we'll do I mean, a I mean room, you. we'll go sailing. I personally don't don't enjoy rock climbing, but I'll, okay. I'll do it with my team. I'll do every, I, we did trapeze. I do a bunch of things I don't enjoy. Okay, fine. No, no, because I, I saw the photos. I saw you guys do a lot of activities and I think that's that's phenomenal for team building. I just was, I, I had this burning curiosity to know if you liked rock climbing because I, I, I love rock climbing. I don't get out as 
much as I would like to, but I, I love rock climbing. It's, I like it's one rock of my favorite and roll. sports. Rock and roll. <laughs> also a type of rock. I like rock and roll also. Cool. I saw you did a, you had a failed half marathon. I did a failed half marathon five years ago. I was 265 pounds. I thought I could do it anyway because somebody asked me to do it because I started running at that point. And I thought, of course, I could do a half marathon. And then I tried a mile 10. I failed. Um, and I saw then, your whole story. Yeah. Like at mile 10, they, they threw you onto the bus, literally. Yeah, right? yeah. The bus pulled up behind me. They're like, uh, uh, <laughs> get off the marathon, Joe. The paraplegic's already passed you. Come on, come on, get on the bus. Oh my. You know, so like, I'm like, okay, I got to hop on the bus. I hopped on the bus and I was totally miserable and I felt terrible, but I said, one day I'm going to do it. And this year I finished in 209. I wanted to finish at 215. I finished in 209. 209 you know, for your half marathon. For my half marathon. Awesome. And I did it while I was 170 pounds versus 265. Well, losing the weight will always make it easier. That's true. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I saw a video online. I don't know how recent it is. Your B2BX video. Yeah. So I always wanted to have, I, I love rapping in general. I love, love, love rapping. Yeah, you brought it up before. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's like, if I, if I have a really good, like I come up with my little raps that I do now we're focused on LinkedIn. We're not focused on B2BX anymore. So we try to lead in product that didn't really turn out the way we wanted it to turn out. So right now we're doing LinkedIn. So I had a B2BX rap for that. Now I have a LinkedIn rap. You're like, my name is Joe and I'm the LinkedIn pro. Everybody out there, they just want to grow, but they're not posting. They're just coasting. Don't be like them and get your LinkedIn toasting. And I teach people to be an influencer and not just a lurker. You need to start to post and don't be like most. But you might say that LinkedIn doesn't work. You don't work because you dabble and lurk. 500 million people lurk. They don't network. A small percentage even acts like a jerk. But you're really smart. You're the expert in your field. Now you need to get real deal sealed. You need that blueprint. You need some plans. Your content is good, but you just need fans, people to like, comment, and share. Put yourself out there if you dare. I used to be afraid. I used to be scared. People would judge me, and I would look weird. A strategy, a blueprint. That's what helped me. Me, be me, so be to be. And I get into like the link authority blueprint. Yeah, so that's basically it. Oh, wow. Everybody, rap by Joe Applebaum. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that the B2BX was a little bit of a failure. So just to explain to the listeners, Joe made a video, a, a an original video of him rapping with a whole ironic, I, I would say a overly over the top ironic outfit and explaining this new product that he was launching, this B2BX, which was a B2B, I, I think, analytical software a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So what we were telling people is we'll tell you, and it's not a complete failure because we use it for our core clients, but as a lead in product, it was a failure. That's, okay. Yeah. So the idea is, you know, looking at that and saying, okay, what, what am I doing? How am I, how am I succeeding? What am I going to do to succeed? How am I going to get people in the door? Because the key is to get people in the door, then you upsell them. So now we're using LinkedIn because there's 500 million people on LinkedIn. 40% of them are logging in every single day, but only a million people are posting. Why are people not posting? The reason they're not posting is because they don't have a strategy. People think it's because they don't have time or there's no value, but the truth is they're missing a plan. So we created a plan and in the past two months, we sold it to 30 people and we're probably going to sell it to 100 next year and then eventually 1,000. So it's very, very cool because this plan is so cost effective for people and so very effective. It's just very, very powerful. Now you say value. you say a plan, you mean like a strategic plan or you mean as in a, a monthly plan that somebody can pay you to post for them on LinkedIn? It starts with the strategic plan and then it turns into the monthly plan if they're interested. It's more of a quarterly plan. But the idea is we go, we send you a questionnaire, you, we do a 90 minute virtual strategy session and then we identify your goals, your target market, your messaging. We do a content marketing brainstorm. This is, this is more getting into like what Ajax Union does. 
Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, so so you're saying down. Ajax Union is focusing more on LinkedIn and less on the other social networks now? Not so much less on the other, but as a lead-in product, as our main. Like, if somebody says, "What do you do?" I'll say, "Do you use LinkedIn?" And then we get into it. Ah, uh, for example, fine. if I if I ask you, "What do you do for a living?" You might say, "I'm a motivational speaker." Blah blah blah, whatever, right? Right. And I'll say, "Okay, cool. Um, how are you getting speaking engagements?" And you might say, "Well, I'm getting speaking engagements through word of mouth or whatever." So, and I say, why haven't you updated your LinkedIn? And he's like, I don't know. Like, does anyone even get business out of LinkedIn? You might say. And I was like, what do you mean? There are 500 million people on LinkedIn, 40% are logging in daily. You're like, really? 40% are logging? I'm like, that's not my statistic. It's theirs. But right. I know I see 200 million people to reach. I said, how many people are you connected to on LinkedIn? You'll be like, I don't know, 2,000, 4,000, you might say. I'd be like, that's interesting because the average CEO has 930 connections on LinkedIn. And I do see you have 3,800 people connected on LinkedIn. Um, but I do also see that you just happen to be that you have so many people that know you, like you, and trust you that you're connected to already. But for whatever reason, you haven't posted anything lately. You know, just in the past month, you posted, let's say, four times or five right. times. Right. That's missed opportunity. People are logging in every single day and you're not posting. Well, I mean, it happens to be I'm in the middle of like a whole little rebrand. Uh, I don't That's know if okay. you want to call it a rebrand, like a rework. Not That's a rebrand, okay, but I'm not saying post about, I'm not saying post about what you're offering. Just post to stay top of mind with your potential clients. Right. With the people that will get you speaking engagements, right? Don't post six times in the past six months, but post every single day. And you could post a quote, even if you don't do a rebrand or even if you're in the middle of a rebrand. You could post a TED Talk. You could post other information. You could post education. You could post a question, whatever it is. If you look through my updates, you'll see. And the reason you're not doing it is because you don't have a strategy. So we create the strategy for you. We give you all the ideas of everything you can do for the next 90 days. So even if you only spend 10 minutes a day on your LinkedIn, you're going to get more speaking engagements that you can handle. My goal is to do 50 speaking engagements in the next year. I booked my first paid speaking gig three weeks ago from LinkedIn for 2019. And this is paid. I'm part of the National Speakers Association. Right. So I, do, I saw that. I do amazing stuff. I do amazing keynotes and MCs and trainings and workshops. This is besides me running my agency and besides the coaching that I do. So I'm just, I'm just pumped. I'm just excited. I'm, I love adding value. So when I tell you this and you're like, holy crap, you know what? I could use a strategy. So you might say, well, I can't afford to pay $15,000 for a strategy. Well, that's what a strategy typically costs for B2B companies that are 10 to $100 million in revenue. But for people that have profiles, we make it much more affordable. So that, look, the idea at the end of the day is if you're serious about LinkedIn, if you're serious about generating leads, if you're serious about your business, you've got to be serious about LinkedIn because LinkedIn is where the networking happens. Right. Where the online networking happens. Yeah. Well, offline also. What happens is you, we have meetups. We had 12 meetups in the past year. 350 active, engaged LinkedIn users have come to our meetups. And we're going to do another 12 this year. Our next one is January 9th in Dumbo. It's going to be so much fun. That's, we, that's we, have, cool. we have close to 50 people RSVP'd already. We're probably going to have closer to 100 people RSVP. But and, I, I and, like to keep it to 50. And those meetups don't tend to just kind of be haphazard and not... And, and no, it's very structured, very organized. I've been doing meetups. I've, I've had a meetup group with over 5,000 members. They used to have 1,000 people come to each one of my events. So I know what it is, but now I'm keeping it small because I want a nice, intimate community of people. But these are CEOs, executives, entrepreneurs, salespeople, marketing professionals, people that are into networking, people that are serious. Some people have come to five of my events consecutively. That means that it's valuable to that them. That means it's very valuable. Someone Absolutely. just closed a $60,000 deal from one of my events. She announced it publicly. Wow, nice. When I was looking around online, I found Growtime TV, which looks like it's a bit of an old website of yours. Yeah, so I did it. I, when I was starting out in my self-expression, I said, I want to help entrepreneurs. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what to do. And we had a video department. They had some extra time. So I produced uh, 52 videos and I put them up there. And then I produced another 52 videos and put them up there. 
Um, and this year I might be able to produce another 52 videos, but right now a lot of it's just like old stuff. I'm I, right now yeah, my I saw focus that. is LinkedIn, but I'm going to, I'm going to revamp it one of these days. How many other failed or abandoned projects do you currently have? More than I can count. <laughs> I know the feeling. What are some of your biggest lessons that you've learned from a failed or abandoned projects? Move on, move on, be okay with it. Don't feel guilty that you screwed up. Move on. Meaning, well, I think the first step is to be honest when you need to abandon a project and move on. Yeah. But then you're saying once you've had that moment of clarity, once you've realized that this is either not the direction that I want to go in or it's not working, yeah. you're saying be quick to move on and, and let the failure or just the... Because, I mean, some things maybe aren't working for you, but they're not necessarily a failure because they're getting some traction. As long as you learn, business. this is what I say, as long as you learn something from it, that's good. It's a good opportunity. It's not nothing bad happened. As long as I learned, I learned how to do how to do video. I learned how to do YouTube. I learned how to like all the things that I failed at. I learned how to do something from. So I'm I'm not I'm not failing. You're either you're either winning or learning. That's what I said. There is no losing if you're either winning or learning. So that's my attitude. Right. That's a very good attitude. Uh, you know, like growing up, whenever something would happen, let's say I would uh, spend two hundred dollars on something and it wouldn't work. So my parents would say to me a lot of times, well, great. So it costs you $200 to learn that lesson. And now, yeah. you know, how much would you have ended up having to pay in school to learn that same lesson? Here you learned straight up from the exact way not to do it. Right. I'm constantly fascinated by both failure and success. And I know, you know, your, your attitude is that it's not failure, it's learning. But nonetheless, in the general vernacular, it's called failure. So I'm, I'm fascinated by both failure and success and how everybody can use failure to rebound into an entirely new dimension of success, which and, happens and quite often. And there's a difference in failure and defeat, right? That's a good point. Those are those. That's a very good point. Yes. So failure means you failed temporarily. Defeat means you gave up and you're to lost. So right. Failure ultimate, Failure is an event, not a state of mind. Right. And it's okay to fail. I mean, you pushed a button, it didn't work. Now you plug it in, you push a button, it works. Did you fail for life? No, you failed to turn it on. Right, right, right. And you just have to figure out where that failure happened and how to fix it for the next time. Yeah, so if you're a good troubleshooter, you'll have a good life. Right. What about you? What's one of your biggest failures or one of your biggest learning experiences? One of my biggest learning experiences in life in general is just being able to to be prepared. I mean, I got up in front of a group of entrepreneurs and I totally flopped my speaking. You know, I didn't even know what I was saying. I totally messed up. And being embarrassed in front of a lot of people is, is a very difficult thing to go through in the moment and also being hard on yourself after. So yeah. uh, failed speaking engagements happened often to me in my life. And through that, I mean, I, that was probably... When I'm, I even failed stand-up comedy. When I started stand-up comedy, I did a little bit of stand-up comedy. When I did stand-up comedy, I, right away, I was really good at it because I'm naturally funny and I know how to improv. Okay. But then one day I failed terribly because I didn't prepare enough. And I thought I could handle it, but I couldn't. I messed up my opening line and that threw me off. And for 10 minutes, I tried to recover and I finally was just like, I'm done. I can't. Oh my. It was very, very difficult. When you were in the middle of that failure, that those failed speaking engagements or the failed stand-up comedy, what, how did you feel? I felt, picture. I felt, I felt defeated. I felt like I wasn't, I felt inadequate. I felt like I'm not good enough. I felt guilty that I gave people a bad time. I felt overwhelmed. You know, th those are just real raw feelings. I was afraid that I would never be able to do it. I even felt a little hurt that I even tried. I definitely felt uncomfortable. Uh, but all these things, all these, all these negative feelings, they're all, they're all actually action signals. 
Right. So how did, how did you end up getting past it? I mean, meaning obviously you're not still stuck no, back there I'm, because you've no, moved I'm way past stuck it. Back there. I'm really, really happy, really excited, really motivated. You know, the, the, the way that I got past all of it was very simply seeing it for what it is. So number one is identifying what the emotion is. What am I feeling right now? Why am I feeling it? And then changing my focus. You first have to figure out what you're really feeling. You know, you could say you're feeling angry, but maybe you're really feeling tired. Then I have to acknowledge and appreciate that I have an emotion. A feeling is not a bad thing. I learned from, a, from an emotional coach a while back that a feeling is not a bad thing. You can't judge your feeling as a bad thing. You have to accept it. You never want to make your feeling a bad. So right. the idea that anything feels in not good or whatever, it just will destroy your ability to learn from it. So you need to cultivate a feeling of gratitude for every, for every feeling. Um, and then you got to figure out, okay, what does this mean? Why am I feeling this? What does it mean? What do I need to change? And then I got to get into a good physical state. And once I do that, I can get really confident that I can handle it and then just get excited and take action and move on. So if I can get really passionate, really excited, I can turn anything around. Right. And I, I love how you point out that that a feeling is not inherently bad. It's, it's you know, I've done some reading into mindfulness and stuff like that. And, and that's one of the things that they point out. It's, you know, just because you're angry doesn't mean that's bad. So you have to figure out where that's coming from and then address it and move on with your life. But but feel the, the inherent feeling of being angry or being sad is not a bad thing. It's it's recognizing what the deeper message is and then and then using it to uh to, to learn. Yeah. And that's really the key. The key is you learn and then you grow. Or you learn and you move on. But that's the key. The key is keep moving forward. Every single day, keep moving forward. Put one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward. That's right. Also, you mentioned before that you've been doing public speaking. You have a goal for the next year to have 50 paid speaking engagements. Do you belong to Toastmasters? I don't. Have you thought about it? I did, but it's very it's more for like people that are more entry level. I'm part of the National Speakers Association. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, you know, I'm very focused on on hanging out with the people that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if I'm going to go to Toastmasters, I'm going to be hanging out with people that are just learning public speaking to begin with. So I'm going to be like the big fish in a tiny pond. I want to hang out with the people that are already doing 50 paid speaking engagements a year. Interesting that you say that. Uh, my my experience as of yet has been that it's not just people beginning. There are some beginners, but there are plenty of people who are quite good speakers as well. That's great. But, but I've again, the experience that I've had by going to the events that I've gone to was that most of the people there were very entry level. Uh -huh. There are some people that are experienced, but they're not entrepreneurs. So I want to hang out with people that are entrepreneurial, that are killing it, that have, that have a million dollar brand, you know? Right on. Okay, cool. I saw an interesting quote one time, life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. Life begins. Life begins when you decide to start living. You yes. got to decide that you're going to start living, that you're going to start living fully all in. Most people are risk averse. They're afraid to take risks, social risks, emotional risks. Don't be afraid to take those risks. Instead, have courage, have faith, have determination, cultivate positive emotions and your life will change. Absolutely. One of the books I'm reading right now is The Happiness Advantage by Sean Accor. And he continuously talks about how First of all, that a positive mindset can be created. Just because somebody grew up negative doesn't mean that they can't change themselves to a positive mindset. And, and he has research to back every single bit of it up. And second of all, how, how gratitude breeds more amazing things. You know, one of the examples that he gives is if somebody's sitting in a bank, a, a hypothetical situation, a guy walks into a bank and he's there with 50 other people and somebody walks in to rob the bank. The gun goes off. 
and the guy gets shot in the arm. How do you react? Some 70% of the people react in a, in a pretty negative way. You know, it's terrible. It's, it was very unlucky. Why did I have to be in that bank? Yeah. He says, he says one of his favorite reactions was from a banker, I believe, which was something to the tune of that was fundamentally unlucky or something like that. Fundamentally a bad day. And, and then there's these other 30% who say, well, look, you know, I mean, there's, there were, there were little kids in the bank. None of them got hit. It was just an arm wound. It's, it's, I can heal. I was incredibly lucky. It could have hit anywhere else in my body and it could have been, I could have been in the hospital. I could be dead. Meaning some people focus on how they were lucky and how it was good. Whereas many other people are focusing on the fact that I was so unlucky I got hit. And they're like, no, there's 50 other people that didn't get hit. Only I got hit. It was only in the arm. It was only this. So, you know, it's something I can walk away from. Uh, It gives me a new lease on life. And there's all these aspects of, hey, look, this is, this is an an amazing thing that happened to me that I can be grateful for. And so many people are not. Yeah. Where focus goes, energy flows. That's really the key. Nice. What's a recent success that you've had? Well, recently I've been reaching out to people on LinkedIn. I reached out to 1,500 people on LinkedIn in the past two months or so. And you personally or you and no, your team? I have, a, I have a team member doing it. I have two people, one person reaching out, another person following up, and another person actually helping me close it. So I have like three different people kind of helping out. And it's just been very powerful to see that the push and pull works. Most people are not taking action. And the reason they're not taking action is because they don't have a plan. So creating this plan has been very, very empowering, very powerful. It shows that it really, really works. My goal is to do $2 million in new business just from this alone next year, just from the Operation DM that I came up with that I'm teaching entrepreneurs right now, teaching people this very specific step-by-step process that I take to identify exactly who you're targeting, figure out what they're, the message that they need to hear, and then just engage with them and build a relationship, a real relationship that turns into real money. And so right. I'm showing people exactly how to do it, what to do, why to do it, and I just I'm publicly sharing it on my public LinkedIn profile it's just very, very, very empowering. Very, very empowering. And I love it. You've mentioned a lot of different goals that you've had, and you haven't brought up this one, which I, I saw in some of your materials. It could be that it's not currently a goal of yours. But I, I saw somewhere that you said that you have a goal of coaching 1 million entrepreneurs to achieve $1 million in sales. I'm doing it from, so I, that, that's something that I used to say a lot. And, you know, for me, it's about, I want to help 1,000 hungry entrepreneurs. I read Perkyovis and I got inspired by saying 1,000 because it says Alfa Alafim. If you want to help a million people, you got to help 1,000 first. Okay. So long term, I want to help a million people, but short term, I want to help 1,000, and those 1,000 will each help 1,000 each. And that's what we'll say. Oh, okay. Okay. And how's that going? It's going really well. I have over 600 members in my motivation group on Facebook, and every single day I motivate them. So um, I do 10 minutes of motivation every single day. And they get motivated. They get excited. Is that, is that like live and they're all logging in or yeah, you're yeah, recording live. and they're looking I, at it I, later? I record it live and whoever catches the live catches the live. Otherwise, everyone else catches the replays. Okay. And you, so you're doing that through, I guess, group coaching, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Do you have anything else that you would specifically want to share with our listeners? I have a book called High Energy Secrets. So how I lost 95 pounds and kept it off. And most people don't know how to lose weight or how to be healthy or how to have energy. And I say a 5% drop in hydration is a 30% drop in energy. And I have a bunch of amazing tips in my book. So I lost 95 pounds. I kept it off. Most people are on the yo-yo diet or on the when did you diet. Lose, when, when did you lose it? Over the past six years, slowly but surely. Okay. Every year I lost a little bit. I did it deliberately. I set very specific, smart goals. And so I want to teach people how to do that. So if you buy the book, you'll learn how to do it and learn how to keep it off. And finally, just, you know, if, if, you, if you guys want to learn about other, the best way to get coaching is to listen to other people getting coached. So that's why I do the Breakthrough Maze where I coach people live on my podcast. So go check out the Breakthrough Maze on joeapplebaum.com. Sign up to my weekly newsletter. 
and just stay in touch with me. See what I'm doing on LinkedIn. I'm very, very active on LinkedIn. So check well, out my Facebook. I, I should hope you should be with as much LinkedIn as you've been talking about. Yes, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I'm also active on Instagram and Facebook, but LinkedIn's really next level. So it's just very powerful. Yoga is all the rage. Feel better and breathe easier with Yoga Accessories by Mantra Dog. From yoga mat spray to carrying bags and slings to mats and more, Mantra Dog has the yoga accessories you need. Go to mantradog.com and use coupon code PODCAST today. One other thing also that I'd like to leave people with is one action that they can take away from today's talk and bring it forth into their daily life. What's what's, what's one action? That- Number one is plan. Most people don't sit down and spend 15, 20, 30 minutes planning their day. What are your priorities? What are the most important things? What are the non-negotiables? What are the things that you could push off if, if emergencies happen? Who do you need to talk to? Who are you going to like remind about the meetings and the stuff that you need to do? Most people don't take the time to plan for their day. And if you don't plan, if you fail to plan, then plan to fail. So just like you need to plan for your day, you got to spend an hour planning for your week and you got to spend a few hours planning for your month and then you got to spend a few days planning for your year. So if you're not going to take a day before the end of the year to plan for next year, now is the time to sit there and schedule it with your team, with your people, with your accountability buddy, with your coach or consultants or whoever you use to help you plan and have a solid plan. Know what your goals are, know what you want to achieve because if you know where you're going, you're going to get there. And if you don't know where you're going, you might not get there. So the idea is, be intentional, focus on very specific priorities, and your life will change. That's awesome. You mentioned something before that we actually didn't touch upon. I'd like to hear a little bit more about it quickly. Accountability buddy? Accountability buddies are really, really important. You see, for for a long time, I didn't realize the power of accountability. Accountability stands for the ability to account. Most people don't measure everything in their life. So if you want to grow something, you got to measure it. If you want to improve something, you have to measure it. Most people don't realize the power of measuring So having accountability is just having somebody else, another human being that calls you and says, did you do this? And then you start making excuses like, I don't want to hear excuses. Did you do it? Yes or no? Like, well, I started. Did you do it? Is it satisfied? Is it not? And then you say, no, I didn't. And say, that's all I want to hear. I'll call you back in a week. And boom, and you move on. And this way it starts really hitting you like, dude, I didn't do it. Do you, your accountability buddies, do you guys do it back and forth where you account, you check him for accountability? Not necessarily, not necessarily. No, he checks. Sometimes they're more of like a mentor situation or a friend. I'll say, dude, I need accountability for my podcast. I need to make sure I do it every single week. I haven't done it in a couple of months. Could you hold me accountable? So he's like, yeah. And then he just texts me on Sunday. He said, did you do it? And I said, no, and I'll do it today. And I go and do it. And then he texts me the next Sunday and says, did you do it? And boom. And then eventually it becomes a habit and it just gets done. I never thought personally to just say, hey, look, you know, let me just find one friend and say, hey, can you just hold me accountable to this? I I love that idea. Uh, And I'm going to I think I'm going to go and use that. I think that's I think that's very powerful. All right, Joe, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Cool. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate you taking the time out today to get on and record with us. And I appreciate all your ideas and all your, your, all your, all your thoughts. Well, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to continuing our relationship. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thank you. Yeah. Join us on our next show for another great interview. Remember to hit that subscribe button and remember to go and leave a review for us if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts or on whatever your favorite podcast app is. We'd love to have you and we really appreciate you taking the time to journey on your way to greatness with us. Thank 
Thank you for listening to the Way to Greatness podcast, where we explore the journey from failure and mediocrity to success and greatness. Keep moving on your way to greatness. Join us next week for more stories, inspirations, and interviews to help you achieve the greatness within you.